0: You know, maybe it's possible for a really cool person to like Elon Musk. I just haven't met them, and I definitely won't.
1: dad came down and he like he saw I was podcasting. I was like clearly podcasting. He goes in, he starts the laundry the the washing machine. And then he leaves the door open and he goes back upstairs. I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why wow. did he do
0: that?" You're like, "Do you see the red light?"
1: Like it was recording so, in session. It was so like brain dead. I'm totally calling mm. him out on it for that. That's funny. <laughs> anyway,
0: happy Halloween everybody. Uh Oren I like to see that you're, uh, you're in the Spencer Mansion broadcasting live uh, with this moose behind your head and it, it looks like you have antlers because of the poster behind you. With like, What's going on?
1: Well, uh, I just uh, got a phone call from a friend of mine to tell me to check out this mansion, you know, and uh, I'm uh, trapped here. I might actually so have to move B&E. in a little bit. Yeah, I might have to move in a bit because uh, I think something's chasing me. So, like, I only have, like, a, like about an hour before I have to move, maybe two, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I think something's chasing me. I'm not sure. Why did All I right. come here?
0: Welcome back to the pod. Uh, obviously, we did a Deathloop podcast uh, the previous week, but welcome back to the proper co- pod. We've missed you.
2: Kevin, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. I wasn't on Kevin the Deathloop Loop podcast. Kevin's been so long. I haven't I seen know. Kevin in so long. It's been, like... It's only been a week, right? Because that's when the record podcast was recorded, right?
0: <laughs> it's only been a week, yeah. A I'm week? Sure. No, you guys haven't seen each other.
2: Well, no, it's been like months? it's been like two months. I mean, actual time, it's been like two months.
0: Yeah.
1: It's been a moment. Yeah. It's good to see you, Kevin. How are it's you, good to see you How's it going? Well, as I said, I'm being I'm trapped in a mansion, so we'll see if I make the next podcast. This might be it for Oren I lived a good thirty years. And now I'm gonna get possessed by a demon.
2: Have you uh have you guys been getting in the Halloween spirit? It's my favorite holiday. It's Halloween. It's yeah. The whole horror vibe. It's it's more fun, it's the other ones.
0: Arbor Day is my favorite holiday. Harbor Day? Arbor Day. That's a joke. Uh, okay, I'm like, what
2: what are you saying? Get out of here. Hurt. Is that even yeah. a holiday? Uh,
0: Halloween rocks. What are you doing? Are you watching horror films?
2: Yeah. I haven't watched any yet. Well, that's not true. I did, but I haven't watched anything that I haven't already told you about. <laughs> um, nothing hmm. super recently. But I do have a list of movies to watch. If you want, me, I can give you a couple.
0: Oh, you put them. a put together a list of, of like proper scary films that you think people ought to watch.
2: No, the movies that I want to watch. <laughs> oh, that you haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen. This is yeah. your
0: your movie backlog.
2: Yeah, one of them is called Host, which is like okay. a movie that takes place in a Zoom call, which sounds. Interesting to what? me. What? Oh, That's what it is. Host. I thought you mm-hmm. said
1: the host like the Korean one. Mm. No, it's just called I Host. I know I know what Host is. Have yeah, you seen that it? One was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Was it good? It was Yeah, I think it was made like right at the height of COVID, I think. Yeah. Like, right when right when it started and they just did like this 60-minute Zoom horror movie. It was pretty fun. I liked it.
2: Yeah, it's like kind of low budget, but it's it's got some tense tense moments. Yeah. Yeah, and then also a movie called The Wailing, which I'm imagining is about, like, Moby Dick or something. Is that the Dishonored movie? Uh, yeah, I Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, from Beyond, from the 80s. I haven't seen that.
1: That's a good one. That's yep. uh, Stuart Gordon, right? I don't know. He, he does all the Lovecraft stuff, I think.
2: So is the, uh, tell me this, is the 80s um, uh reanimator good? I know it's, like, considered a classic, yeah. but it's scary. It's like it's not just like a no. It's fest. not
0: scary at all. It's not scary at all, but it's great.
2: Okay, it's yeah, good. Okay, it's it's not a scary movie. Uh, I think that was on Prime for free, and I was like, oh, this could be, this could be worth checking out. You know?
0: Yeah, I think I recommended this on like the podcast like four or five years ago for Halloween. It's a great movie. It has a great remixed track of uh from the Psycho. They like, literally stole the music from Psycho. Yeah, but they added like a funky base to it. So it's pretty fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure they must have got sued for that But it, it's a really good movie, but I wouldn't
2: say it's scary. It's kind of more funny I've also been watching X-files and rewatching the first season which has got some good moments and some some bad moments <laughs>
1: I've, been been watching, uh, I've been watching night gallery, which is like Rod Serling's horror version of the night of uh, Twilight Zone uh, it's pretty good.
2: Wait, isn't Twilight Zone already, like, horror-ish? I guess it's, like, sci-fi as well.
1: Yeah, they, um... Rod Serling, he did, like... He did Twilight Zone, and yeah. then, I, like, in the 70s, he did Night Gallery, which is the horror version, and basically the whole gist of the show is... Um, Rod Serling comes out, and there's like this horror painting, and there's like a story behind it, and then like the episode starts. So he like describes the painting and the story. It's it's a pretty neat show. Um, I've been watching it because I'm at home with my parents right now, uh, and uh, they've been putting it on, so it's been pretty fun.
2: Nice. That sounds good. I I like Twilight Zone from what I'd seen. I've seen a couple episodes, maybe like it's good stuff. Three or four good of them. Stuff. Five. Yeah.
0: What do you guys think the best Halloween Christmas crossover movie is? Is it is it Shut Gremlins up. or Nightmare Before Christmas?
2: I haven't Does seen Die Hard.
1: Books. I feel like Die Hard kind of counts. It's not like there's Halloween no, themed. There's no Halloween.
0: It's, like, it's not a Halloween crossover movie. I don't know, but Christmas isn't movie? that
1: scary being trapped in a skyscraper with terrorists from Germany? It's like it's kind of a horror. Yes, but know.
0: not not in the way I want it to be scary. I don't know.
1: Okay, then my answer is Gremlins.
2: I haven't seen any of those movies, so I don't have a comment on that. You haven't seen Gremlins? You haven't seen Gremlins? No, I've seen seen clips from uh, Troll 2. Is that related with the... They're eating her, and they're going to eat me. No?
1: Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: No, dude, Gremlins is fucking a great, terrible movie. Christopher Columbus came back from the dead to direct it.
2: Wait, the Ninja The 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 director's name's Christopher Columbus. Yeah, did he? He also made Home Alone. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait.
1: Gremlins? I thought Gremlins was Joe Dante. You're messing Uh, with me.
0: Google Uh, it, my friend.
1: I'm I'm, I'm fact checking you right now. Yeah. Gremlins, right?
0: Uh huh. Yeah, Joe Dante. Right, it is Joe Dante. Wow. Wow. I'm totally wrong. Spreading disinformation. I'm sorry. I didn't. know I'm not. It was written by Christopher Columbus. There you go. So. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was a Christopher. Christopher Col- yeah, I knew there was a Christopher Columbus connection there. Uh, Kevin, I feel like you should stand up. Don't you want to? Uh,
2: no. Okay, don't stand up
0: then. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into the news, gentlemen. Uh, PlayStation now has a PlayStation PC label. All their games fall under that banner. They they formed an LLC. And uh, God of War has been announced for PC. You can finally
1: on. play it, Aaron.
0: I could play it on my PS Four. Oh, I so guess you're right.
2: it it'll. I think it's really PC cool. Gaming. This game, of all mm. the Sony games, is coming to PC because I think it will sell well, and I think it will like cement the Sony investors being like, "Oh, we should put these games on PC. This is this little this is a market we haven't tapped." Even though I'm not gonna play it. I hope it sells well and does well and receive is a good port and is well received, so we can finally get Bloodborne or Demon Souls. <laughs> so, and in Last of Us Part Two, I want all three and Returnals and Eternal. So I, I I'm glad that Sony's putting like you know God of War. Like uh, PC Genre was saying that Kratos is like Sony's Mario, and I agree he is. He's like their, you know eye gouging, you know God slaying Mario. Yeah. So it is. It's a big deal. No, it's definitely uh, a big
1: deal. I'm excited for it. I mean, yeah, I kind of just ditto everything Kevin said. I'm sure playing uh, God of War at like a really high frame rate is pretty pretty neat, Yeah, I can imagine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, super high frame rate, ultra-wide support. It's going to have y- slightly yeah. better textures <laughs> or something.
1: Oh, that's actually a really interesting thing. Like, Do you think uh, if they have like an FOV slider in God of War, will that solve the problem of the shitty camera? in, in mm. my opinion that's kind of an interesting thing to think of things to think about right like you can yeah. actually see your surroundings now and because in the PS4 version it's so like
2: it's like very tight over the shoulder but you're not shooting anything so it's like what the fuck
1: yeah <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's going to like raise my opinion of that game just because of that wow but that
2: game constantly controls your camera makes you look at things it's like look at this it does mm-hmm. it so much it made me have like a player existential crisis like am i playing this game or is it is
0: it playing that's kind of like the god of war games have kind of always done that to some extent the old games were like almost isometric right in, the, in their yeah, perspective
2: yeah the, the, they were like a top-down game still yeah. ones this is like a game where you have control over the camera all the time but it just suddenly takes it away to make you look at the shiny mountain so
0: 10 out of 10 um 10 10. <laughs> it, I, i'm excited to see this stuff it I'm, I'm excited to see it continue to build. Like Sony's taking it seriously. Hopefully we'll get yeah. stuff. Like now what I need to want to buy a PlayStation 5 is robust backwards compatibility and something akin
2: to Game Pass. Right. I was thinking if they did like Sony Pass and they did it on PC and console, you know, that would be pretty. They they, they I think they actually could convince me maybe if they did that. Like maybe I would mm. get a you know cross play if I could import my Last of Us 2 save on the PC and PS5 or whatever oh, yeah. that'd
0: be pretty sweet. They'll never do that, but no, that would be never. awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I think we'll definitely get Last of Us. We'll probably get like both of them in one package in the yeah. next uh, I'll bet you next year, like by the end of the year
2: that happens. I'll um, retry the first game well, too. I'll play it again, try it again. Give it another chance. I think the first game's all right. Give like, it an open it's, mind.
0: It's, it's not, it's not that different from the second game, um, but yeah, so good stuff. Oh, also, they acquired uh, Nixius, who's been like doing PC ports. So it's like there was yeah. some speculation about what they were going to do with that company, and maybe that's the direction things are going to go. Pretty cool. So good on you, Sony. Now give me some backwards compatibility, please.
2: I think I theorize yeah. we're going to see a lot more first party Sony games on PC the next year. Like twenty twenty two will be a big year for PC. Plenty. That's my that's my prediction.
0: Yeah, yeah, I want that Returnal for sure. I, I'll bet you we get all these games, but we never get Bloodborne. Like, Bloodborne just won't yeah, happen.
1: That, just that's like, like the thing that I was yeah. holding myself back from saying, because I'm like, it's just never going to happen. Gonna happen.
0: Miyaz- it's Miyazaki's just, like,
2: no, I'm not I don't this think again. it'll happen it unless itself? they remake it or remaster mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if FromSoft or Sony even has a source code to it still. They might. I mean, I would think they would. It's not, it's not that old. Or is it actually? It's kind of old. but it's It's five years old. I, I don't know. I should have the. Should I also the feel software. like if they're gonna do a FromSoft game, it'll be the Demon Souls remake. I think that'll happen much more likely than. Blood I'll take that. I'll I take mean, that too. It looks awesome.
0: Yeah. So Cyberpunk has announced that all of their updates are going to be pushed to 2022, though they did just put out a pretty massive update recently. And uh, The Witcher Three is also getting, as we've known for a while, a next gen version. But I guess that's supposed to happen early 2022 um i don't know i checked out some cyberpunk recently it's definitely in way better shape than it was um and i never even had that brutal of an experience back in the day but um i i kind of feel like if if you want to play the game now it's probably the appropriate time like it's it's been it's been patched for a year so it's it's where it's gonna be if you want to play it
1: i mean I'm, i'm just gonna wait for the next gen patch I feel like that's the way to go at this point. It's like I've waited long enough. I played like a little bit of it back in December, but it just, uh, I just like wasn't feeling it. So I think next year when they release the next gen patch, I'll actually.
0: Yeah, I should specify it. it. I mean, play it now on PC. I would not play it. I I I think it's still terrible on last gen consoles. You should just not do that. And uh, I think. Wait for the next gen patch if you're on a, if you're going to play it on console. But the PC version is pretty good. Uh, Tim Rogers put out a 10 hour mega review of the game, which was pretty entertaining. I, I definitely recommend watching that. He had some interesting things to say about that, and of course, everything else that ever happened to him, because that's that's how a Tim Rogers review goes. But uh, yeah, uh, Halo Infinite so, campaign. Wait, stuff. I I oh, yeah. have
1: a question about the Tim Rogers thing. So I haven't watched it yet, but. Um, I heard apparently he, like, goes to bat for Days Gone in it. Is that true? Like, he's a big fan of Days Gone?
0: Uh, couldn't tell. Okay, so the way that review is structured, he has an introduction, which is an hour long. Right. Six chapters that you're supposed to only watch two of. Because he alleges that they have a lot of overlap, so that you wouldn't need to, to watch all six of them. And then a one-hour conclusion. So you're going to end up with like about four hours of video if you do it. And he's trying to structure it like an open world game. Like you wouldn't see all the content in the open world game. I will say I've watched three chapters now and there definitely isn't a lot of overlap. So I feel like he's kind of trolling and just telling people that because people whine about how long his videos are. So I haven't seen <laughs> him go to bat for Days Gone. Although he does, does briefly say that Days Gone is pretty good. Interesting. Which Kevin, Kevin likes Days Gone, right?
2: Yeah, I was playing it recently. Things. It's a good game. I'm not sure uh, why it was well received, to be honest. Yeah, I
1: think it it just probably came out at a time when there was like zombie game overload, but that's oh, kind yeah. of it's kind of ironic because the Last of Us Part Two was like pretty well received,
2: and Days yeah, came out before it. Yeah, it's like Last of Us Two was a zombie game.
1: Yeah, uh, I I did I never finished it, but I did like the open world. I liked the, um, I felt like the open world was just really dynamic. In like some really interesting ways with the hordes and the nests, yeah, it, it was cool. It was pretty neat. Oh, it the motorcycle!
2: It's, it has fun gameplay. The world was fun, really good to explore. It reminded me of like why I think, like I love the way Ubisoft games look, but the way that their world like isn't exciting to explore because it's just kind of like you go to the next place or the same thing. And that game is like always—you oh, never know what to expect when you go to, to a new place in the world, so. I think they did the open world right is what I'm trying to say.
1: Sure. Yeah, maybe I'll revisit it. Yeah. Now, especially now that Tim Rogers is going to bat for those kind of, you know.
0: Tim Rogers liked uh Cyberpunk 2077, but it wasn't like his favorite game of all time. Cuz he does he d- he ranked all the other games that he had reviewed over the last season 1 of his show, and Cyberpunk was uh dead last.
2: What was number 1. He <laughs>
0: refused to even rank it in the top 5. Number 1 was Toki Meki Memorial and number 2 was Doom. Number 3 I want to say was um Pac-Man and then I think it was The Last of Us or maybe it was Final Fantasy VII Remake and then The Last of Us. Hmm. Yeah, I
1: wonder um, I kind of uh cuz he used to do those like crazy top 20 videos which I like really love. I would love to see him do another one of those. Like that'd be cool if he did one this year, but it sounds like he's not interested.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to do anything like that. I don't know. But uh, speaking of open worlds, done right? Halo Infinite? What do you guys think? I
1: thought it looked good. I yeah. think it looks really good. I'm pretty excited. Uh, like, it, it looks like Just Cause in a way that looks really fun. Just just take Halo, but make it Just Cause. And voila.
2: I did yeah. it. I think, it's like, for Far Cry as well. But, like, with, like,. Mm. The, Better gameplay because Far Cry is fun, but the gameplay is like a little not super deep. But Halo yeah. is quite deep, and at least it was in the past games. I think there could be a lot of fun. I I'll be honest though, I've been thinking about open world shooters, and I'm kind of thinking like shooters are better and they're in a linear world, not linear gameplay, but a linear world. So we'll see if we'll see how Maybe it goes. Metrovania, yeah, like Metrovania, like a smaller map. I think bigger maps are like like when like in a single player game are not always as good because you can have kind of weird pacing or fights. I don't know. I'm not like dead set on this idea, but I've just been thinking that recently. Mm. So
1: I just hope that they uh do some of the old Breath of the Wild stuff where you can just there's just like stuff that's not highlighted on your map that you can just discover. Like mm. that'd be so cool if you can uh find like a cool alien or like a cool weapon in a cave stuff like that would be really really neat.
2: Hmm. What's the I HUD just, look like? It looks good. I just hope the. Uh, I guess I, what I what I feel like is to like kind of build on what I was saying is like I think the, as long as the encounters are planned in a fun way, that's I think really what the problem is. Like open world games can have shooters can have like poorly planned encounters and they can be kind of boring or like not mm. good. It's not necessarily like the map size, but that can be part of it sometimes. I don't know. I, I yeah. I'm excited to like I, I think like tonally it looked right. It was kind of going back for like the Halo 3, Halo 1, like we need, really Halo 3, we need a hero, you know, but waiting for the hero till the morning light kind of deal. <laughs> so it's it looks fun. I'm excited to play it on both Xbox and the PC port looks really good too. They're spending like extra time on that. It's the first time a Halo games ever launched on both platforms at the same time, so they're going the extra mile. They had to do, redo every single cutscene of the game for Ultrawide. What? Yeah.
1: Huh. Wow! Because they well, built them
2: they all for that. sixteen by nine, and then they were like, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna do ultra wide as well." And then the, uh, the 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 team who did the cinematics was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> we have to redo every frame of every shot in ultra wide. There's nothing weird now." Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: they did it. How many cinematics? That's interesting. Like so many of these games, like use an ultra wide scope perspective for their cutscenes, like Red Dead Redemption Two. And then you have black bars all the way around the video on your screen because they don't put it to a native ultra wide format. It's kind of annoying. So good on you guys, 343. Uh, three.
1: There was uh, just the last thing I'll say about Halo is my favorite. I like how the gameplay demo just had a lot of just like totally Halo moments in them, like the part when. Master Chief has like a bunch of marines get into the Warhog, and the first thing the player <laughs> does is just drive off a cliff. Dude, that was like... so funny. I thought that was so.
2: I laughed out loud in that part in the trailer. Really <laughs> good. Like mm-hmm. we're
1: going in. <laughs> they they said
2: that um the uh, PC version they're going they're shooting for the lowest latency input latency of like any modern day game. They've done all this like testing to like to verify that and nice. It, it like looks like any
0: modern day game. Or of, or like, of any modern
2: stuff. day of their, of like, Xbox game. Yeah. Oh, like, it's, it's cool. going for, like, they, they seem like Microsoft's all in on this project. And the team who <laughs> is making it, at least in their marketing campaigns, looks pretty enthusiastic on that on that side. So, I think it'll be good. I'm still, like, man, no, no campaign co-op on launch? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whatever, it'll be mm, fun. Yeah. i mm-hmm. play it. Uh, it'll be cool. I,
1: I sure. can't can understand it. Oh, yeah, I understand watching that it. gameplay trailer like I get it I understand why they don't include it but I'm still a little disappointed but yeah, that's fine
2: yeah that's how I feel I'm just like man just yeah. delay it delay it again just release it delay like delay again and- <laughs> I, yeah
0: I think if they delay it again they're going to get a uh, they're going to get lynched or something uh it, it's it, it's it wouldn't go over well even though it would probably be worth it to do but I just wonder like the one thing I I find about open world games where you're very powerful like it can make a lot of what happens in the world inconsequential. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like Far Cry, for example, you can just kind of run all over everybody. So yeah. I wonder how they balance that, but I've got I've got faith. It looks good. The graphics, it's it's interesting because they got so much heat for that first showing a year ago because the graphics were kind of in the middle of the day, or this kind of like not high contrast light. So like every scene in this trailer is like super high contrast with like stark shadows and lots of colors. Like they just like okay, you didn't like our gray, washed-out-looking thing? Then here's like crazy contrast,
2: so it looks good. Yeah, for sure, it'll be really good. Oh yeah, it's also gonna have LAN support. That was the last thing I wanted to mention. Oh, that's shipping nice. it with land support. Oh, really? That's yeah for console cool. and PC, so you can land it up. And, and just like old days, cross right? Yeah.
0: So like, Oren could come over here with his Series S, plug into my TV. You could play on my Series X on a monitor, and I could play on my PC, and we could all play together.
2: Yep, on Yeah, land. it'd be land, pretty land.
1: cool. I could just kind of like walk across the street from Chicago to L.A. just like one night, just kind of hook up my Xbox. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no, cool. you could t- take a train. It'll only take six months. Um.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we're living in well, a world where that's finally possible. I mean, it's never really been a thing mm-hmm. before. So it's exciting.
0: Imagine if you could talk to these devices, form alliances.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: All right, uh, let's talk about the games we've been playing Oren has not had an opportunity to speak about many games That he's been playing no. for some time and I haven't played really anything very little gaming in the last uh, three weeks So what were you doing Oren? Uh, I was I was you know kind of on a, a distant uh, Hiatus from uh, my apartment. Oh. I was not home. I was not with any of my technology but, uh, Oren, what, what, tell us about this Outer Wilds D- DLC. It's uh, Echoes of the Eye.
1: Yep. They, uh, the Outer Wilds, they made a DLC. And uh, not only is it really a DLC, it's more like a sequel, to be honest. Mm. Um, hmm. It takes place in the original game, in the original game world. But you access it through, like, without spoiling, like, a kind of portal in the game. And it's literally, like, a 10-hour linear experience basically that enhances the story of the original game but you don't but it's also totally separate from the original game so I'm pretty comfortable calling it basically a sequel um it was uh it was really neat um I didn't I finished it a couple days ago I didn't love it like the base game the base game is one of my favorite games of all time um the DLC Actually, uh, Jason Schreier tweeted about this. He said that like uh, he he like he loved the game and it was brilliant, but he said there's one mechanic in the game that almost broke the game for him, and that and I, I thought he was overreacting, but then I started playing the game and the game introduced like these really kind of annoying light amnesia segments where you're being chased hmm. by monsters, and I, it's just not what I hmm. want in those types of games. I, I don't want amnesia in outer wilds. it's just yeah. not not fun for me it it felt very half half half-assed but luckily that was only about two or three segments in the game there were only like two or three moments where you're like being chased by monsters and you have to like circumvent them and and whatever but the actual gameplay loop is still fantastic like you can you can beat the game in like five minutes if you know exactly what to do um just like the original game it's all about collecting knowledge you're not Mm. um It's not like a Fallout game where you're, like, upgrading your character's stat. The way you upgrade in the Outer Wilds is just learning more about the world and how it works and uh, what, like, kind of weird mechanics it has. And then, like, once you figure it out, you can beat the game in five minutes. Like, that's what makes those games so cool. Um, So, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, I'd give it probably, like, an 8 out of 10, while the first one's a 10 out of 10. It's just, like, there were a couple things that just held it back for me. But overall, I really enjoyed my time with it.
0: Cool. Nice.
1: Are you guys interested in. Are you guys. When are you guys going to play The Outer Wilds?
0: What, it's what's on the my backlog, but I, I was looking at. like I had established a nice backlog to play, I thought, in the first months of next year. But it turns out that uh, there's a lot of shit coming out. There's uh, Weird West, which I've really been excited and waiting for, it comes out in January. And then in February, we've got a fucking FromSoft game. So That's I don't true. know when. I don't know when I'm gonna have time to get through this backlog. Uh, maybe in December a little bit, because it's just Halo.
1: Well, if you ever have the chance to play The Outer Wilds, it's definitely uh, it's definitely worth your time.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 very high. It's very prominently featured in my to play list, along with uh, Death Stranding, and uh, as of late, Cruelty Squad, which uh, yeah is crazy. I, play, I played enough of it to know that it's fucking crazy.
1: All right, well, yeah, that's me on The Outer Wilds. That's my uh, take. It's worth uh, the DLC's good, not great. Or, Okay, that's not true. It was really, really, <laughs> really good with a couple caveats.
0: Gotcha. So, Sounds damn. awesome. Uh, nice. Kevin, I heard there's a company that makes a VR headset that recently made it so you no longer have to log into their proprietary uh, tracking software to, to use it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and on that they put a port of an old game, an oldie but a goodie,
2: as uh, Marnie McFly would say. They did. I was, uh, this is the kind of game that I was like, you know, could jokingly say I was crossing off the things on the calendar to waiting for it. I was really excited to play it because I just really like VR versions of games and RE4 is of my favorite games. So I'm playing that a lot. I think um, it's, they did a fantastic job on like their end. Like all the work that they put into it was really impressive. Like they redid all the textures in the game or most of them. Like it doesn't have, it still has, like, GameCube Geo. Like, the meshes of the world are still, like, mm-hmm. totally 2004s that gave, RE4 came out, I think. But uh, it's yeah, st- fine, it, looks, it looks good, though. Um, it looks very good on the Quest. Just, I don't know. But, like, the way that they tr- changed all the game combat and everything, it feels like RE4 was, like, made to be played that way, even though it obviously wasn't. They did such a good job. Like, just the aiming feels very intuitive. Um, the shooting, it just feels like, it's like, it's like a different... It's almost like a different game. It's like not a different mm. game, but it's like it's like totally different way to play it. Like VR, I think really fundamentally changes the way that that game's experienced. Um, yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm 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 about uh, six hours in. I'm on the castle right now. Oh yeah. So I've been playing it quite a bit, and all the uh, puzzles are now motion control, which is really cool, because it's you know already puzzles are always amazing. Resident Evil puzzles are like my the only game I really I really like doing puzzles is Resident Evil. So doing them in motion control is really fun. It's been, hmm. it's been a, it's been a blast. That's awesome. Is it quest only? Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. I really that's, hope that's that I they thought. make it not exclusive so that you can play it on yeah other platforms, but I don't know. It's not currently on the table, I guess.
0: I have a, a question about the quest and I don't know enough about this and maybe you don't either, but from what I understand, they had put some sort of adhesive in there that was irritating
2: some people's skin. Do you know about this? I didn't know about it until you mentioned it to me. On the phone, a couple okay. days ago.
0: Do you know if if that's <laughs> if they if that has been removed from new uh, so new up, of the device. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and I think it was Kotaku or someone. They said that they had re- they would offer a free replacement if they had an issue, and that they are not shipping it with that adhesive anymore. So from what <laughs> I understand, that issue is resolved. But I that haven't personally tonight. suffered from that issue, so. All
0: right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have any problems when I briefly used yours, but yeah. you, you think that this? Uh, I think it's v- the killer RE4 app for 4, for oh. Quest. Yeah, more than Alex for Quest. Really for Quest? Oh, for Quest, Quest, sure.
2: Okay, I think um, I think it's probably the. It's, I think Alex is the best VR game I've ever played. RE4 VR is the second best VR game I've hmm. ever played. But like, it feels like the That's shooting. Pretty awesome. Because that you have to like like. I will say like this: like RE4 is a game that's an action game in a horror setting, but it didn't really feel scary except for like the one part you fight the regenerator enemies. And when you first rescue Ashley, you have to go back to the town at nighttime, and because you're like living in that world in VR, the world feels much more scary. Like it, it, I think that like their original horror vision is like more realized in VR because it's first-person perspective and like you're there strapped in, so. I think it's 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 fantastic, yeah. But I think Alex is still probably better. Yeah, because it's just the whole game; every piece of it was designed for VR, Um, and it has the gravity gloves, which just feel really intuitive. But I I think that they did a really good job with this game. I think it was also influenced by Alex and some of the design stuff. Hmm. Like everything you have to do, like you have to like put the magazine in the gun, pull the slide back to reload, like every time. So it's like of stressful when right. there's like guys coming at you and yeah re4 is again game that's get has got very like interactive with the enemies like you shoot them they have all these different reactions for every plot you shoot them so it feels like vr is a very natural fit they, they i think they made a good call by choosing this game for vr
0: that's awesome I, I wonder does um does it make you like more powerful than you might have been if you're playing it on a gamepad or less
2: powerful like it makes you more powerful okay because kind of like the wii version yeah, because yeah. sort of be, because it's it's like reloading is more awkward, um, and but you can dual wield sort of. It's kind of kludgy the the wielding, but you also mm. like um, you can do stuff like you can have like the gun out and have the knife out, and so you can like cut them and shoot them at the same time. Whereas in the original mm. game, you could never do that, and you also can move backwards if you're aiming, hmm. so you couldn't do that in the original game. Either. So they definitely had to change the mechanics a bit, I think, just to balance the fact that. It's still, you know, it's VR. But I think it's a really good way to play the game. Especially if someone's never played it, like, it might be more intuitive to them if they're, like, someone who doesn't play a lot of, like, shooty games with a controller. I think, like, VR... The thing that I think that makes VR potentially have a larger, broader appeal is that it's, like, it's intuitive to, like, skills you already know, like, using your hands versus using a controller, which can be very abstract for people who haven't done it before. So I think it could be, like, a cool way to experience Resident Evil 4 people who've never played it with a controller.
0: That's awesome. It sounds really fun. I, I maybe I'll uh, ask for one of those for Christmas from my, uh, my partner in the other room. He's like, "What do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, "Uh,
2: <laughs> I think eh. it's maybe a
0: Quest is the thing."
2: I'll say this: I think now because they have this game on it, and then that, that they've also announced San Andreas is going to be coming to VR yeah, Quest. That is cool. And the fact that System Shock Two is coming with that from Night oh, Dive. Oh, System PC. Shock Two. So Holy like, shit. I, I really, I, like, I'm personally all for these VR conversions. I think this is like a really trend that I can get on board with. So, if if it's done well with motion controls and teleport movement, sign me up.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is that how they do is that how you move in uh, Resident Evil like cuz you see your avatar, right?
2: You don't. You, it's first person.
0: Oh, it's first person. Okay. So you just see Leon's you, hands.
2: That's it. You, and you do teleport movement. You can do you can do what's called smooth locomotion, which is like traditional joystick movement, but I get super nauseated from that, so I do teleport. Yeah, yeah. And you also can yeah. do natural locomotion, which is when you're walking through the room, but obviously you need a big space and know, yeah, that can be tricky. Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh, but you you actually have a big space. I do. And I've done it. I've walked, I walked. it's like walking <laughs> through the Ganado town. Yeah, like I was fighting this the chainsaw boss and I, like I would just like move back from him, like just step away to like shoot him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. When he swings at you, it's pretty awesome. It's it's okay. it's a very it's very immersive. You'll have to try it when you hmm. come up next time. Yeah. I've never
1: yeah. I've never like put that like when I heard Resident Evil 4 was going to be VR I just thought it would be a gimmick so it's like pretty cool to see to hear that this is all it's all good it's like like, I can
2: tell the team who developed this conversion very much cared about the source material and making it very high quality because it feels like like I've seen some reviews say it's like this is the best way to play Resident Evil 4 and like oh that's awesome I, I like I have nostalgia for the original so it's hard for me to say that but I think it's it's a very very good port it's very very good way to play it it's very fun
0: Hmm. Awesome. Um, speaking of games that are just super scary, Far Cry six. Well, that game uh, is so like
1: freaking terrifying.
2: It's so, yeah. So So many I, things on the map. Can I slightly to look preface for? this? Because yeah. when we were talking about this before the pod. Orm was like, You hadn't played this yet, Kevin? And I was like, No, I actually haven't, which is which is weird, right? Because I always play all the Far Cry games. But True. it seemed like in the pre release material to me what they were pitching was very close to far cry 5 and other than a different setting and different, you know, different stuff but very similar. Do you feel Oren, that it is do you think that is that is that analysis accurate or is it changed? Cuz that's why I didn't buy it. Was it seemed like it was too close to the original games?
1: It's uh very similar to the other games um in a way that's going to turn people off but even more so they introduced rpg mechanics which is just like I'm not uh, a fan, personally. It's like New Dawn.
2: That's how they did with New Dawn. Like, damage numbers yeah. and stuff. and
1: uh. Health bars. Like, it's... Uh, you have to get, like, better guns, like, unique guns to upgrade um, your character and stuff. But even then, like, all of my guns... Because I'm pretty far into the game. All of my guns are super upgraded. But... Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm still encountering bullet spongy enemies that take like a full mag to take down. It's like I don't know if I want this in Far Cry. Like it's just not I don't, I don't like want it in RPG like any mechanics.
2: game. <laughs> so tired of that trend. Yeah. Like That man. sounds bad.
0: That's yeah. what ruined that Wolfenstein Youngblood game. Yeah. I was yeah. going to mention that too.
1: It's uh but here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about Far Cry 6. It's just good enough that I'm still playing it like i'm kind mm-hmm. of sleepwalking through it and uh, and it's like chaotic and fun and it has some fun stuff to explore especially they introduced these things called treasure hunts which are these l- really cool environmental story telling kind of side missions where you find like gear and stuff they usually have like stories that you find by like reading letters like for example there was this one that i came across where um Like basically somebody got lost in a cave and uh the person was seeing ghosts in the cave and he was freaking out and it turns out they weren't ghosts they were just like really like like a big jellyfish like white jellyfish and like when you explore the cave you find a new gun and stuff so Hmm. like so those treasure hunt missions are cool but it's still the formula is just uh it's very mediocre at this point um it has that Ubisoft thing of just, there's just too many characters, like, there's too many storylines, <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it should probably only be like 15 hours long, instead it's like 50 hours long, it's, hmm. but it's Do fine. Think, does it, um,
2: so I was checking this game specifically if they had the same writers as the other games, because... I remember in Far Cry 5 I had the experience of where like I hated every character that I met. Like they were all these kind of caricatures like GTA 5. Like they're just kind of like horrible people that are annoying and loud. Is that still present in this game or is like are they more like interesting or likable or is there some I don't know.
1: You see the thing is is the characters are more likable than Far Cry 5, but the problem is is that The game divides your attention so much between all of the regions that and each region has its own set of characters. And Mm. the game, instead of focusing on one set of characters, it it, like the moment you start to get to know a certain set of characters, like the mission through lines over. And it's just there's too many villains. There's like eight or nine villains in the game. Mm. (laughs) And uh it's for as far as like sidekick allies, there's like I want to say twenty, maybe twenty five of them. It's this just kind of too there's just too quality. many characters. Hmm. Yeah, it's just like so, uh, I would prefer. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, it's I have too, one more question.
2: <laughs> just because I haven't played the game, and I there's I saw that they changed that you now go into third person for cutscenes, which I think is better because the old games had this weird, uncanny valley like character talking in your face, like too close. I didn't like that, so I, I'm actually glad right. that they did a third-person perspective. Can you go in a third-person perspective in cars yet? Or is that still not on the table? No. God damn it. Hmm. I hate driving in first-person <laughs> in those games. Ah, something yeah, I, change it's,
1: that. Uh, I don't know why they haven't changed that yet. Um, but uh, yeah, Far Cry 6 is... Um, it's, it's 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 very samey. Um, it's just engaging enough that I'm still playing it. I'm actually pretty far in the game because I just I don't know I just like going around blowing stuff up it's just kind of what I like to do yeah. but uh but it's very it's very fine it's a very fine game mm. <laughs> so all right uh, yeah and uh the game does not do uh politics really the 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 last thing I'll say about Far Cry 6 is that the uh, the game tries so hard to not be political that they just kind of invent the most ridiculous premise for that island. Because the island's supposed to be Cuba, basically, but the dictator is, uh, you know, Gus Fring, and he's like, I have these tobacco leaves that can cure cancer, but I won't let the imperialists have it. It's like such a wacky premise that they're just hmm. bending over backwards to not be political, which is hmm. fine, but... It's just funny seeing them try so hard, you know.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Just like
1: what?
0: Yeah. yeah. Fucking okay. Far Cry, man. Uh, why do? But why I'm do I
1: still play it? I still play it. It's so mediocre, but I just. It's play funny it. that you
0: love it. Like, and I say this to you in our private messages, just because I feel like you're like an on-the-record open-world hater, but you love the Far Cry. So it must be doing something right. It's just Got the
1: guns idea. feel just good enough. It feels yeah. just good enough to snipe people. It feels just good enough to take over outposts. It's just, uh, it's fun, but the game, like, I can't really go to bat for the game because it's just more of the same, and they've introduced things that I don't even like, like bullet spongy enemies and upgrading. And, uh, just, why is it in Far Cry? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know, but yeah, it's fine, I guess. I'm still mm-hmm. playing it.
0: I think the next Far Cry game should be set in the zone of exclusion around Chernobyl. Uh, and you should basically barely be able to kill somebody one on one. So, like, you're just, like, super weak unless you're, like, have total, totally have the drop on people. It's just make unless it Unless like,
2: you stalker. have the Exo Suit and the G36. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: and there could be labs underground with weird shit going on and uh, fucking monsters. Man, I was playing some Stalker the other day. I'm, I'm not going to go on a Stalker tangent, but that game holds up despite its ridiculously bad animations and clanky uh ui that game is still
2: incredible i've been thinking about going back to it because i i'd miss it there's no game like it it's an incredible experience so it's incredible uh
0: yeah so kevin you played a hell of a lot of back for blood uh i'm i would Ooh. i think you like it
2: i do like it a lot i think i like
0: it too yeah. But I haven't played what, as much. Wait,
1: and, wait. What happens between the beta and the final
2: game that changed your mind? I'm glad That's that you asked question. that because I was going <laughs> to go. <laughs> so the beta <laughs> was very unimpressive. It felt like it wasn't polished. I mean, it was a beta. No surprises. But it felt unpolished. I felt like the cards just were a thing I wanted to hate and just dislike and they felt like they were lame and stupid. And I just wasn't sold by any of the. The map seemed confusing. I don't know. I just, it didn't, it wasn't there but clearly they've they they ha- they knew where they were going the whole time or they found the direction that they wanted to go because the final product is very polished very good shooter like uh PC gamer was said they're like I wish competitive shooters felt this good in the shooting <laughs> like oh, the shooting really? feels very good in the game it's it's very 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 good yeah it's it just fun good. to shoot things like the, the guns are all so well done um the enemy design is is similar to Left 4 Dead they have some new enemies that actually change up the pace a bit which are trippy? Like there's these enemies that come out of the walls and they jump on you and stop you. They basically like you have someone else to rescue you, and I never realized how deadly they were until I was playing by myself and I had I was trying to like run away from these enemies and I was like, oh, I can't run by that because he's gonna he's a trap basically like a trip mine, so I can't go through this spot unless I kill this guy, but this guy's chasing me. So they 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 really I think thought about a lot of the stuff the game design of Left 4 Dead 2 even even though they didn't make Left 4 Dead 2. And have really kind of, I think, pushed the game forward. I really think it you could truly call it Left 4 Dead 3 in, in pretty much everything but the name and the characters and the setting. Like It's even in Pennsylvania, like Left 4 Dead 1. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, that's, pretty, that's pretty interesting to hear. I've, I feel like I've never heard a story like that where like a beta comes out, and then two months later like they just turn it around, I guess, or they just put on that extra coat of paint it
0: needed. That's yeah. That's crazy. The beta just made a bad impression like you know sometimes you meet somebody and you're like distracted and you're uh, got 20 other things going on and you just seem like a total douchebag and then that's what they think about you but really if they had given you a chance you could you could have presented yourself better i think that they uh they didn't fully present themselves in the best light i imagine it's it's challenging to make i know it's i know demos and vertical slices are notoriously difficult to to execute well so who knows what went wrong with that beta but the game plays really really well I I was surprised like I was fully ready to hate it I think they benefited to some extent through through uh lowered expectations pay attention dice um but uh (laughs) like like it the game's really good I've had a lot of fun I've only put like maybe five hours into it with these guys but I can see it being uh something I'll probably play for a while
2: yeah like I played it every night with with my friends um and we've We've been, we've been playing it on the, the higher difficulty, which requires some uh, quite a bit of finesse and team play, and it's it's really fun. Like just the game, I think, is so well designed around enforcing you to play as a team. It's kind of like, it's like you know how like Doom Eternal wants you to play that certain way, and it's kind of like always checking to make sure you play at the Doom Eternal way, or you will get killed. This game is kind of doing that with team play. It's like really kind of pushing you in that way of like play as a team, or otherwise you're gonna you're gonna if you separate you're gonna be killed. Like they've really I think kind of gone even further than Left for Dead was. Like they've really like kind of built into that and then on top of that there's all the characters are like classes now so you can kind of each person has like a specific role that they do and then you can even on top of that with the cards kind of build into different styles or specifications of each of each thing but the uh, the cards don't make it feel like like what you did like about Far Cry 6 like doesn't make slew shooter enemies like spongy bullets it does have weapon upgrades in the run but it's much it's very like iterative and small, minuscule upgrades. Like they make your gun do a little more damage, it reloads a little bit faster. It's like it seems like the template they're using for the the runs is, is roguelike. That's roguelite maybe to be more accurate. But like you can fail a run yeah. and you have to start over from the beginning if that happens. Whereas that didn't happen in Left 4 Dead, you could just keep replaying over and over again. But like you get weapon upgrades and like you go to the shop and you know, you buy your currency and all that kind of stuff. So it seems like that's similar to Roguelites, right? You don't have the shops and, yeah.
0: No, I, I think they definitely took influence from Roguelites. I think it's worth pointing out that, like, the concerns I think we had with the cards from the demo, and it was hard to tell from the demo, but the concerns that we had that were the cards were going to really change the game and make it, like, you needed to have a specific builder. You had, like, the, the cards were going to have such a potent impact on how it played seems to not be true like the cards are much more subtle changes as you were saying
2: yeah and it 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 kind of allows you to play more how you would want to play like it it kind of benefits you like if you want to play a certain way like with a certain gun or a certain style but you don't have to do that like it doesn't pigeonhole you if you don't want to be that way which i really like
1: yeah i also like um because yeah I remember like playing the de- I didn't play the new game yet but I remember playing the beta and just thinking the card system was very like why why are they doing this but, mm. yeah. but yeah like it, it's very subtle right it's like just 10% faster le- reload or whatever and like once I kind of figured that out it's you know they have some fine. pretty crazy
2: ones like one of them it turns off sprint but it makes it so you can run full speed strafing and, and in reverse so like it makes it play like an old <laughs> nice. school kind of game if you want to, or you can like turn off ADS, but you'll like be more accurate with hipfire. So like there's kind of a lot of ways, like I said, you can play the game that they're offering, which I think is really cool. I think like the card system is something that requires like player investment to understand like how it and the game mechanics interact and like how you can build that. So I think on the demo, that's probably really hard to like sell. Um, and also, last, one, last thing I want to say is like the director also pulls cards, and they kind of respond to what you're doing. So like if you apparently like if you're like super accurate on the enemy's weak points, they'll like make them armored or stuff. Like they kind of like rea- the director reacts to how you're playing, and that's kind of cool because it's like not just like behavioral enemy changes, but it's also like game mechanic changes, which I think is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think another thing that the the demo did bad is it just didn't show off the most interesting part of the game like it was one of the earlier levels that's a little less exciting and and didn't maybe fully convey what you would be doing later on
2: or with most of your time in the game yeah i I just didn't feel like the game feel was good down the line like i just didn't feel like it played well like it just was off i couldn't put my finger on what it was but the full game feels great it's a really good shooter
0: yeah it feels really great it runs uh i, I with my 3080 i got a locked 120 <laughs> fps which is my refresh rate the whole time it runs it seems like it runs really great on my series x you said it runs nice on your console too so it seems mm-hmm. like it's just a good it's a well-optimized game that's that's surprisingly polished given how um, unpolished the the beta felt yeah
2: it just reminded me too of like fan response to betas is like always negative and the yeah. fans are always like, you know, pseudo game designers. And they're like, always are like, oh, blah, blah. blah. Like, well, it's a beta. The game's not done. Like, give it some time. Like, it's not out for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like Battlefield, like, the beta was fun. I'm actually more concerned yeah. about the final game with just some of the new operators are putting in. But, like, I haven't played it yet. So, yeah. like, you know, we'll see. Maybe it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh, may- maybe I'll return my order after three hours and 59 minutes. But... uh <laughs> Or maybe it'll be amazing. I don't really know. I'm, I'm a little more worried about Battlefield the more I, th- I sit on it. But that's that's a different story. Uh, but I, I agree with what you're saying. It's like everybody loves being negative about things. They do.
1: Except Halo. I feel like everyone loves the Halo beta. Because
0: like the, the Halo that... beta was super good. Yeah. Honestly, nice. I was like, this shit is... At least the multiplayer stuff was like, okay, you guys you guys got this. This is done. This is this is going to be a great game. Like, I really think that's going to be it a deal was. when it comes out. That yeah.
2: multiplayer. That free-to-play
1: it's gonna be awesome yeah i'm so excited
0: why don't they put it on playstation just i know, don't cross play
2: they, they should <laughs> they i should think that be. would be that I'd would be, be like the ultimate like uh, you know oh uh, that'd be Branch. just like like
0: fucking yeah i don't think sony would want that sony'd be like no cross play uh no crossplay
2: then stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. fucking sony man uh it's just worth noting, I don't know if, when you're listening to this, but the Halloween sale... Oh, this, it ends the day this go, This podcast goes live. Well, if you're listening to this on the 1st of November, Deus Ex, Thief 1, and Thief 2 are 97 cents each uh, in Steam right now. So that's, that's insane. Those are great games. You should pick them up. Uh, I have been playing a little bit of Thief uh, 1, which I'm just going to briefly cover. Old school... Um, Looking Glass Studios game, like one of the first stealth games. It's it's considered the spiritual successor. I'm sorry, uh, Dishonored is considered the spiritual successor to Thief, but really is not at all like Thief. It's like a very, very different game. Uh, the game's great because it has like a really like evocative art style, and it's just got those old school aesthetics. So if you like that old school, like chunky, pixelated, polygonal graphics, like it's it's doing it really good. The thing that makes it that sets it apart in terms of stealth games is that it's all about light and sound, and has really, really good sound design, like much better sound design than I think any arcane game has, which is a little shocking. And that you can really tell where an enemy is by just like stopping and listening, Hmm. and uh, and they can tell where you are with sound. So like it's all about managing your sound and making sure that you don't step out of the shadows. Uh, The gameplay, like I say, everything about that game holds up except the animations. Animations are just whack but like it's a 1998 game but if you, if you ignore the the, the kind of wacky looking they're not that bad but they're just they're just like barely functional mm. if you ignore the bad animations like everything else about it is really good it looks really great it actually plays really well and has like like it has mantling what game from the 90s had mantling
2: I can't think of I a I thought that,
0: one. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, none of them had mantling. Like, it, it has really good controls. It, it plays really well. It's actually really fun. It has awesome level design. The levels are, like, as big as, like, a modern arcane level is. Uh, it, it's, it's high quality. I recommend it, and it's 97 cents. I'm having a good time. I, I started playing it before I left for two weeks, and then I, that was the one game I wanted to come back to the most after two weeks of no gaming.
2: I really hope that um, Night Dive will do some work on that. We don't have to mod yeah. to play it. I mean, that's that seems like it fits in their, you know, 90s 3D games to kind of their sure. big game they tar- their so, target. So, Idos seems...
0: Interactive owns the license to that in Deus Ex. And mm. they have, uh, they made a game in 2014 that went over pretty poorly because it was like
2: Man-kind not, divided.
0: not necessarily, no, no. It was called Thief, but they had oh. a four that's right. in it. And uh, and it was it was very like tried to be very cinematic and it, it was like it's, it seems like it just didn't really follow the tenets of the original game, so Thief might be unfortunately dead. I don't know if Night Dive like Night Dive owns the System Shock IP, so they're right. able to put out that stuff. But they, I, I wish they could. I hope they could buy the Deus Ex or Thief IP. That would be fucking amazing. But for now, it's in, in the hands of IDOS Interactive, Eidos Square, I should say, who who suck. Basically. Those guys yeah. when it comes to their, their IDOS catalogue, like they just don't know what to do with it. Like they almost yeah. killed Hitman. So
1: hey. Square's not Ugh. so good with That would've been them.
0: so sad. <clears throat> it was this close. Yeah. speedwitch of which did you guys hear there's a new I should have put this in the news. A new Splinter Cell. I, I, I did hear, I did hear I about that. Too. That is really cool. Influenced by Hitman. It could be good. Could be shit, but like I don't know. I was playing some Splinter Cell uh, Chaos Theory and that game Classic. is fucking great yeah. so give me some yeah. of that shit that game's actually a lot like thief like it, you that's like the only other stealth game where you use sound and light to like mm-hmm. to gauge your stealth and where the enemies are so it's pretty awesome also uh,
1: also, uh manhunt i remember did that do um, you remember oh you're you remember right that game
0: Ooh. manhunt
2: did yeah, do like, that i never Rockstar played game. it but
1: yeah like they, they had like a little meter that said like um you know like if you're being seen or not and you actually used the darkness to move around it was really cool
0: Mm. that is so uh, check out Thief currently for 97 cents normally it's only 6 bucks so it's a pretty cheap game one way or the other but but 97 cents is uh, a no brainer in my mind uh, speaking of old school games brought back Oren. tell us about this uh, this weird uh, oddly pornographic um, Resident Evil remake kind of game <laughs> I thought this oh. was a
1: segue for a different game, so yeah. I was like, and "I oh, was like, what?" what? <laughs> what? And, but we'll talk about that other game in a second. But first, Tormented Souls yeah. is, um, is an indie game. I should have li- looked up the name of the developer before <laughs> talking Q- about it, but something. Yeah, let me uh, actually uh, Google it right now. Tormented Souls because they're they're newbies. They're not. Uh,
0: P Cube Limited. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Dual Effect and Abstract Correct. Digital, yeah. published by P Cube Limited. That's it.
2: That's it.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. The, it's by these two guys, Gabriel and German, uh, Ar- Araneda. I, I think they're like, uh, let Two uh, people made that game? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um,
2: oh, wow. That's impressive. I think,
1: I can't remember which country they're from, but, uh, I, I believe it's somewhere in Latin America. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a small game. That's the point. And, uh, it was pretty neat. It's literally just Resident Evil meets Silent Hills but mm. with a waifu. So you play as a waifu and like literally the first scene of, of the game you get like the the waifu gets knocked unconscious. Yeah. Uh, and you just see like, What do you see, Oren? You see it, you you see her totally what else? naked in a in a tub. What else? And, and she has a tube down her throat.
0: Yeah, I was like, dude, this is does not need to be in this game. Yeah, when I bought uh. that, I was like,
2: and I bought it. I was like, what game did I buy? Did I buy the wrong game? Did I accidentally I, buy Sakura cause, Clicker? Because I, yeah, I was like, I thought this was a like a Resident Evil like game, but then after that, it's like immediately amazing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a very weird choice. Like the the like, I don't know what it, what it is because it's like if I had to describe the visual style of this game, like first of all, the opening scene is like yeah, girl naked in a bathtub with a tube down her throat. It was very 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 you see the boobs you see everything i don't know why they had that but she's also just very she's like thick and she like has like her boobs are like huge her butt's huge she's and she an looks, anime chick yeah she's an anime chick and she's like a yeah she's a waifu but like the actual art direction of the place you're the mansion you're exploring is very realistic so she just seems very out of place Oh, and that's also true <laughs> but that shouldn't necessarily be a deal breaker because the actual game is really good because like um it has a lot of uh it's like the first resident evil or you're trying to you know get out get out you, you you've been brought to this mansion because you got this photo that alludes to your past and you're trying to figure out like who sent the photo you know classic silent hill 2 kind of premise and uh you're exploring this mansion, and you're just solving puzzles, um, and you're just trying to get to the bottom of it. It's like a true Silent Hill, Resident Evil game, fixed camera angle, and all. And uh, I thought it was um, a good time. I thought it was a really solid game, and it, it kind of, mm-hmm. I thought they, I thought uh, it did the horror thing a lot better than um, the Medium tried to do, mm, which also yes. tried to do a similar thing. Um, so
2: much better than the Medium. So yeah way
1: better, better. some um, there are some amazing puzzles in the game that truly broke my brain in a way that i really appreciated and uh the, the one caveat though is that the game is buggy as hell like, yeah uh, my game crashed a lot <laughs> my game crashed
2: yeah. and you don't get a lot of saves in that game and a game with like limited ever no. saves having crashes is like almost deal breaker so i just decided to wait and play it like wait yeah. to play it but they just patched it um, which is exciting so I'm going to play more, but I, I just wanted to mention that it's a pers- fixed perspective game, but the environments are 3d. Um, and yeah, that's right. really they cool. Look, the environments look incredible. I'm like very yeah. impressed, um, by the environments, how good they look. I just want to mention, like I've been working a little bit on, on unreal myself. I'm just like that game's environments are very well done. Like, I don't know how exactly they did it with two people, but it's like, goddamn, like they, they, they look really good.
0: Contractors. Um, yeah, maybe it, it looks great. I uh, the fucking crashing thing like bummed me out because I my first playthrough of the game. I started the game. I got in. I probably probably played thirty to forty five minutes and then it crashed, and I yeah. hadn't saved because I had one save ribbon mm-hmm. and I was saving it.
2: <laughs> was they like, should give God you more saves for that like reason because the crashes yeah. are like crashing on a console is like, ugh. yeah,
1: yeah. That's like the thing about this game. I feel like. It stands up there with Silent Hill 2 and like the Resident Evil remake in terms of its quality. It has mm-hmm. it has a less of an emphasis on survival mechanics and more of an emphasis on puzzle solving. But like that was totally up my alley. I loved it. But uh but it is kind of a deal breaker that it's so buggy when the game has limited saves. Like that's I feel like that's when bugginess becomes like a legitimate criticism it's like okay you've designed this game to have limited saves but it consistently crashes like yeah so it's hard to recommend because of that
2: yeah
0: Um, i I wonder if it still crashes because i'm assuming it's been patched it i mean you said it was patched once maybe it's been patched more than once since i experienced my crashes i don't know
2: i decided to like just wait so i think it's it's probably fine now um yeah and it it does look great the puzzles are really awesome and i also want to mention the music is like totally resident evil like 90s style synth all that good stuff like it's it's what you want for this kind of game so
0: yeah this really is like almost the best case scenario like copycat resident evil game like they 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 did such a good job with the way it looks and feels and it's such, it's, it's like a little too authentic sometimes or it's a little too much like Resident Evil. Like they use the same font and all that, but but right. it's, it seems and really, you, really, really good.
2: When you launch the game, it says this game contains scenes of explicit violence and gore. Just like... Yeah. yeah. With like
0: a photo of like a hallway or like a, sorry, yeah. like a big room that looks kind of like the Spencer, Spencer Mansion. Mansion. Yeah. it. One thing I would say is that oh that looks exactly like spencer mansion that like is the spencer mansion this photo on steam uh weird but like so like the original resident evil game on playstation has very sparse environments and then the remake has more detail but isn't like cram packed with stuff like this game it's like a hoarder house like every fucking room is like shit spilling everywhere
2: yeah um
0: which which i think Adds to its uh, it works for this game charm yeah. a little bit, but but also slightly annoyed me. But maybe that was just because it was like unsettling. <laughs> but uh, I
1: I I actually think that's a pretty interesting criticism because uh, there were actually times in the game where I would like try to find an item, but like I couldn't figure out where that item was, and I think it's because some of the rooms just have too much detail. Mm-hmm. Like, and and there are times when like you can interact with something that you. It's not totally clear. You can interact with that item. It wasn't as bad as like 12 minutes, 12 minutes. It was like a huge problem in that game. But in uh in this one, like there were a couple, a handful of moments. It was never too bad where it broke the game for me, but they are very detailed environments with a lot of stuff going on in them in a way that can be maybe a little bit detrimental to Yeah, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. but Yeah.
0: And uh, it had, you know, the on-brand horrendous voice acting and storytelling. Yeah, Though was the character's the story lips was okay. don't move. The story was okay. No, I'm, I'm sure the story's like, I'm saying in a good
2: way. Like it had like, sure.
0: I was the sitting that, at my typewriter yeah, thinking about my parents.
2: It's like, like they got some lady out the street and said, Hey, can you record yeah. these lines? That's like, how the original Resident Evil was. Point. Like the original 1996 yeah. Resident Evil. And that was, that was part of the charm, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's on brand. It's so, it is, you know, despite our our criticism, it's still a pretty fucking awesome game, and I, I want to play more of it. Ho- hope, I'm going to check out this patch and see if it, it's more secure.
1: There, there's one thing I want to say about the story of uh, Tormented Souls. It does a lot of... It follows a lot of similar plot beats that Silent Hill 2 does, in a way, hmm. that was cool, but also, like, do your own thing, maybe. Like, don't just <laughs> emulate Resident Evil and Silent Hill 2. But yeah, it was, still, it was still a good time. Like it's just kind of because like Silent Hill 2 has some really famous plot beats that are that make that game so good. And it, it sometimes it does kind of feel like the developers are like, we're just going to do that again.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's I think the biggest criticism from what I can tell is It's, it's a little too much of a Resident Evil and I guess also a Silent Hill game. And, uh, and the main character is ridiculous and naked in the very beginning of the movie.
1: They, they they should just change the model. I feel like I mean I don't know. It's just like it, the skirt
0: is so annoying. She wears this little like goofy like hippie flower skirt thing, or like ugh, ugh. I, I don't yeah. like the character model. Give us give me like I'll pay a dollar ninety nine to get like a new character skin that that looks a little like give her like you know like a like a biker outfit or something. They
2: released a, an outfit for Halloween. Oh, they just, did just this last patch. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't like, like tried now it. Now but... she's
0: naked. You can just play the whole game. <laughs> Wait, I actually, know?
1: I actually want to see this. Tormented Souls, ha- Halloween. I need to see this. I want to know what it looks like.
0: Yeah, what's the, what is the what's the I link? oh seen that's the
1: like way better. That's that's way think? that's a much better outfit that like, okay actually fits the tone of the game. They should just they should just roll with it. That's a much better outfit.
2: As, it looks Seems. like Claire. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: that is that's that's what I'm saying. That's what I want. Yeah, that looks great. Okay, I'm You're gonna like find a biker that that, on. that would
2: be Claire. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I LSO want. Elizabeth Walker.
1: That's a, mu- that's a much better look for her because the, the current one looks ridiculous.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, Tormented Souls. Uh, I think we all we all recommend it. But. Uh, good game. Good. Yeah, Definitely better than game. the
1: medium. By a lot. Yes, by a lot. I, I by
0: think by better than Resident Evil Eight. No. It might be.
1: <laughs> no, no. <But laughs> I, think I think I might like it better than Resident Evil 8. Well, the puzzles are better. The puzzles uh, are better. I'll give you yeah. that.
0: But um, all right, Oren, you broke into your parents' house. You uh, you, you you chloroformed your brother and you, you took his PlayStation 5. It. What have you been playing on that?
1: Um, I've been playing. Well, I'll say this. I played a little bit of. Uh, ratchet and clank which was cool but i only played like that for 20 minutes i played a mm. little bit of demon souls remake that was cool played a little bit of astro Boss playroom that was cool like they're all cool games but the game i want to talk about is returnal which is actually fantastic highly recommend returnal it actually lived up to the hype um here's the thing about returnal like it um the gameplay is as good as people say it is Like, it feels great. It's like Doom meets, you know, it's like a Doom roguelike or like a control roguelike. But what really surprised me about Returnal was the storytelling. Mm. Um, I actually think it might be the closest we're going to get or like that I've gotten recently to like a true kind of David Lynch style story where you Mm. roll credits on it and you're not totally sure what happened, but you but you like intuitively just like kind of think about it and you like read about it and you try to like put the pieces together to kind of figure out what happened. And I thought that was so cool, like that a AAA game just kind of went all in on the obscure storytelling like that. I feel like it's been so long since I've seen any AAA developer do that with the exception of like Bloodborne. But this wasn't Mm -hmm. lore-based. This was like an authored narrative. It, that happened to just be very obscure in what it was about. Um, and there's, like, a lot of cool theories about the game. Like, a lot of people say, like, um, maybe the game isn't external story- storytelling. It could all be taking place in their head in, like, a really interesting way, but the game doesn't really clarify that. I don't know. Returnal, great storytelling. Really surprised by that. But also just a banger, a banger uh, roguelike with great mm-hmm. control-like gameplay. I love it.
0: How hard was it for you?
1: Uh, it's pretty hard. It has a couple of walls, but, um, but like, I think the reason why I beat it is because I stopped trying to achieve anything and I would just kind of play the game and listen to podcasts and eventually I would just overcome. Hmm. You know, like, you would just get a good run where everything falls into place. There is a, like a little bit of RNG, it's not uh. like, um, like, like there are times where there are certain items in the game that are hugely beneficial to you um, that like you kind of need to have to progress which is a pretty legitimate criticism but um but yeah it just feels great to play and i just thought the story was just so mysterious and interesting it was just i was really um i feel like this is the, we're this at least based on the Sony conference we saw i feel like this is going to be the last one of these that we're going to get for a while just weird eccentric sony exclusive that's alienates people um so hmm. yeah i can i only have good things to say about Returnal. of Life. i'm kind of gushing because it's definitely um a fantastic game that i recommend to anyone uh it, it depends it depends on how you know it's a roguelike so it could be any way anywhere between 20 to 30 hours
2: how do you compare uh, yeah. it to the other rogue-like, roguelikes that you liked like what would you be to place it
1: Uh, I think it's my personal favorite one. Oh, nice. Um, That's very good. uh, Yeah. It's not... There are some... Curse of the Dead Gods and Hades, for example. I think the more I played those games, the more I realized they're not dependent on RNG really at all. You just kind of intuitively know how to upgrade as you play those games that you can almost clear them every time. But Mm. But with... returnal there's a little bit more rng like Mm. and um but uh but but yeah i think what set it above above and beyond is the game just feels great it's literally just control like it has that really responsive quick movement um and on top of that like there's bullet hell elements um where you know these giant blue orbs red orbs are being shot at you and you have to like dodge between them and uh and it's very atmospheric. It reminds me of like Prometheus. And then like the storytelling is like David Lynch. It just has all of these elements that I like put yeah. together into this nice ass package and it's just it's it, it totally lived up to the hype for me. Loved it.
2: Sweet.
0: It's very uh nice. it's worth noting that the uh there was an Nvidia leak a while back that predicted both uh God of War and uh, Nathan Drake games, like? Uncharted oh, really? were coming to PC, and this game was on that was in that leak. And so oh. far, like everything from that leak has come to pass. Was so. Demon Souls on there? Uh, I don't think I don't know if Demon Souls. Do I, do that I know leak. that this one was. So it, it's it's likely that this game's coming to other platforms in the not too distant future. Probably next That's exciting. year at the soonest. But that yeah, that could be really good. Um,
1: they, they also um, the haptic feedback in the game was really nice. Um, I thought I thought Deathloop's haptic feedback was a little too involved for my taste. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't a big fan of like when you fire a machine gun, you feel every round going through your trigger. Like it just felt yeah. weird to me. But this like uh, Returnal is like a little bit more conservative about it. Like they what they do is. For your left trigger if you press it down halfway that's your aiming your regular aiming but if you click it in and it goes all of the way that's your secondary uh weapon aim and uh Hmm. it was actually pretty pretty nice like i thought it was really well implemented um so so I, i wonder how that will translate i guess for pc you'll just have two separate buttons for like aiming your primary and secondary weapon um but it was pretty cool seeing that implemented in the haptics
0: Hmm. For sure. Yeah, it 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 looks like it's the one game that's made me think about buying a PlayStation 5 when I see those when, when there's those moments that there's like one available at target.com for like 35 seconds, but uh yeah, I'm just going to wait. It, it it looks amazing. It looks like like total Aaron bait. Like now it's that, just like total
2: gamer bait. Now that PlayStation PC LLC exists, like I'm yes, I have no no reason I'm to buy another Sony hardware. That is that's Uh, how I feel currently.
1: Yeah, I will. I will say I I did try playing like a lot of the other Sony exclusives. Uh, Ratchet didn't really hold my interest, and uh, I don't know. It's just like for there's just not enough to justify a PS Five. I mean, Returnal's amazing, but that's just one game, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and and I just I feel it. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna stick to my guns. What I said last time, like the main reason to get a PS5 now based on their projected plans for the next couple of years is if you're just like a huge Marvel Disney person
0: mm. yeah
1: that's because that's kind of what the branding is now
0: yeah yeah it makes sense or if you really really love like God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn and you want to play those games now not in two or three years the new ones that are because there's, there's two games coming out next year right but aren't those both like first quarter games
2: yeah, I think they are. Yeah. And they're both cross shots. Yeah, yeah too.
1: they're they're also they're also kind of Marvel Light Oh yeah. yeah.
2: They I totally mean, are. Yeah. They totally are. I kept thinking yeah, I was playing Horizon like this game. is a Disney movie. This is Disney. This Didn't a is... uh, friend of the show say that
0: that was yeah. uh he was so the right. Disney
2: Witcher? He was so right. He was like yeah. dead, dead right with that. Shout out to Mike.
0: Yeah. Uh that's that's funny. Um Well well, all right.
1: well let's uh one last thing I'll say about it is just
0: we uh I said
1: this uh a few shows ago but it, we had we just had an amazing run for people who love love weird ass triple A Sony games. We just got out of the best run, one of the best runs cuz we had Death Stranding, Last of Us Part 2, Returnal, like the three the three weird ass eccentric triple A games and now I feel like we're not going to get that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. It's probably true. Yeah. Oh well, we will see. Um, all right. Briefly, I want to talk briefly about the Sopranos. Oren, you—you you, that was one of your uh, recommendations. I want to say like a year ago, maybe six months to a year ago, you had watched The Sopranos, and you—you you recommended it during our uh, personal Rex segment. And I have—I uh, was supposed to watch Dune the other night, and, and instead of watching Dune, I watched four episodes of the Sopranos in a row, and then the next <laughs> night I watched three. So now I'm like all the way through the first season. And it's just startling to me how much better this show is than, like, all the shows that are being made now. And it's like, oh, this golden age of television is, like, definitively over. It has ended. Uh, I agree. Yeah. Hmm. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh,
0: I will say, though. When did it end, you think? Probably with Game of Thrones Season 5. <laughs>
1: oh, I no. I, I think uh, Twin Peaks The Twin Return. Peaks Season 3. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was that was like the final hurrah. Though I I mean it, there are, yeah. there are good shows now. I mean, I like Better They're Call Saul. There's still Sal, great shows. Better Call Saul's great. David Lynch is but, like,
2: making a another Netflix show apparently.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, so for me what that what sort of like categorized the the golden age of TV, the second whatever, you know, the second golden age of TV was that there was a bunch of creative people who had interesting ideas that were getting funded to make these interesting ideas. And now you have like a very small amount of that, but mostly you have a lot of like creative people making product TV shows on a quick turnaround because there's so much stuff that needs to be available for these streaming platforms. So instead of having like a bunch of people who have these ideas that are just burning them up and making them under their terms, you have a lot of like really high production value and and some really good stuff. Like there's still great TV shows, obviously. But like products that don't feel it doesn't feel like you know, like the Sopranos is like David Chase just has been like dying to tell this story about growing up in North New Jersey and his mom and all this shit. And like, I don't feel like you have that that kind of TV anymore. Do you think no, it would be there, like there's a lot uh, less of
2: it. Yeah. the analogy would be the first season of True Detective would be the, the good era, and the True Detective season two would be. <laughs> the the, uh, the second era the now totally
0: yeah you've got somebody who's been like sitting on these ideas for a lifetime mm-hmm. and then you've got another season where somebody's like well i gotta get something gotta done get something i gotta make, gotta make a show
2: gotta make a show i got an obligation to fulfill yeah yeah
1: what, one kind of interesting thing that i thought about so much watching the sopranos is that m- making shows about deeply flawed characters is just not like i was having a conversation about this with uh with some but with a friend of mine He, he like, made the claim of, like, uh, oh, I can't watch Mad Men because there's just too much misogyny. And I'm, like, but that's, like, that's what the show's about. It was, like, a totally different era with, like, flawed characters. And it was, like, or, like, you know, this um, with clear gender roles, like, women were kind Mm -hmm. of, like, not treated the same way they are today. So, like, that's, like, part of the show. And, like, the same thing with The Sopranos. Like, the characters aren't, you know like beacons of good like they have like you know uh complicated world views they do terrible things but they also like are good people in some ways and empathetic and, and empathetic, like, i don't
0: yeah, maybe or
1: sure like you know like the, the the sopranos like the way i feel about christopher and tony and yeah.
0: like,
1: polly are just so co- they're such complicated relationships like that i have with these characters and Sometimes I wonder if it's just like the Disneyification of everything that like you have to have the good guy and then the bad guy. And like it's I I, I miss that era of storytelling because I don't think you see that as much anymore.
0: No, the moral ambiguity is definitely going to the wayside. I think it's still there. I mean, not to say that there aren't still going to be great TV shows and stuff, but I just think, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like the opposite of character flaws. They have superpowers. They're superpowered. They're super people. <laughs> right.
0: Super virtuous and, yeah. and super super villains. Um mm-hmm. It's weird. I, I don't know, but like the Soprano it just feels so it feels oddly fresh for a show that, you know, is literally 22 years old the first season. And it's just like, "Oh yeah, that, that this is a thing that was like really like somebody was like making something here and like making a, a bunch of bold moves and statements and, and but Aaron, not really is it better than yeah.
2: lost <laughs> well, lost ain't bad <laughs> lost ain't bad
0: uh lost is the but lost has. okay so like here's how you know that shit's gone bad whenever a tv show everybody on the tv show is beautiful you, you, that's that's a problem right that lost. Is,
1: uh, that is really good that's a really good point i like that Uh, Most
0: of the people on Lost are really good looking. So you know that Lost is already, it's it's a little lost for lack of no (laughs) pun intended, but like it's, uh, yeah. So like, I mean, that's what you see on TV now. Now everybody on TV is fucking good looking. Nobody on The Sopranos is really very good looking, but they look like real people that you would see in the world. You know, they're not like a bunch of movie stars, Mm -hmm. which I guess they were intentionally cast that way
1: it's so it's awesome like I love I love that they cast the Sopranos that way it was just uh because like ah, god even like the cinematography of the Sopranos is like better than everything like even a lot of shows that are beloved right now like I mean I love Breaking Bad I think Breaking Bad's like really cool and like a really tense and exciting show but the cinematography of Breaking Bad like, to me, isn't nearly as dramatic as the cinematography of The Sopranos. Like, it's just, it just feels so good and so well lit, and the framings are great. Uh, love it. Love The Sopranos.
2: Yeah. The
1: movie sucks, though. I thought Many Saints of New York oh, was terrible, yeah. so hmm. that was pretty sad. I did not like that movie. I don't know what happened there.
0: I guess Kevin, to like what like here's the the ultimate metaphor. You think of like early seasons of Game of Thrones. Like who are the main characters are not the most beautiful actors, but by the end of Game of Thrones, who are the main characters? Yeah, literally the hottest, youngest. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just generally the most bland Mm -hmm. characters too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jon Snow and Daenerys. uh, So I don't know. Check out The Sopranos if you haven't. Um, And and that was Mm -hmm. like a total stealth extra wreck that I just pulled right there but yeah so let's talk about our personal wrecks, guys <laughs> Oren you've been watching some movies uh yeah my personal wreck for this we I have
1: two um I saw um the Palme d'Or winner from Cannes this year called Titane uh, by uh I, can, I think I'm gonna butcher her name but I think it's Julie DeCorno or something or let me see Julia DeCorno or something Ducorneau. I don't speak French. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> Titan is a pretty wild movie to win a Palme d'Or. It's literally like if David Cronenberg's Crash won the Palme d'Or. Like it's like that level of outrageous uh, hmm. filmmaking. So if you like really insane French movies, Titan is pretty much it. It's 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 uh, it's good. Anyway, Titan, and then the, my other recommendation is Dune. I saw the Dune movie uh, by Denis Villeneuve. Nice. Um, it was pretty, It was it was good. It was surprisingly faithful to to the book in a way that hmm. I thought was cool. Um, it's only the first part of the Dune book, though, so don't go into it expecting
0: it to be the oh. whole movie. it's not the whole book. Nope. Oh, I did not know that. So interesting.
1: It's it's just the first half. Does uh, it have I sting
0: can't. in it? Sting's not
1: in it. No fan.
0: Uh. <laughs> oh, that's that's a bummer. Uh, that's funny. I, it was I, good. I keep was a good feeling like, like I'm going to get spoiled on the movie. I'm like, oh yeah, I have read the book and seen the other movie, so like, I don't know what I'm going to get spoiled on. But like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. I was gonna watch it tonight, and yeah, I guess we're gonna play back the there tonight. It's so funny. Speaking of
1: spoilers, I said like a spoiler for Dune. To like one of my brothers, and he's like, "Whoa, spoilers!" And I'm like, "Dude, the book's been out for fifty years. It's not a spoiler." <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the spice <But> must flow. <laughs> Hamlet what, dies. Spice? At
1: the spice. <laughs> Hamlet dies at the end of Hamlet. Who? What? You spoiled Hamlet. Uh, like, yeah. you have had so much time to read Hamlet. It's like the same logic with Dune. Like, come on. Anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> rant over.
0: All right, I'm gonna check out this Titan movie. Kevin, you've been up to some creative projects.
2: I have. Um, I've been I was talking with a friend of mine who is a developer, and we were both like saying, like, hey, let's just mess around with Unreal, because he was telling me he was messing around with Unreal. And I was like, oh, I should do that, too, because that sounds fun. So I messed around with the Unreal Engine on PC. What I wanted to do was just try and rip a bunch of stuff from games I liked and put it into one world just for fun. <laughs> and uh, I did that with a, a map from Quake 1 and a map from Jedi Knight 2. And uh, I ripped the meshes from the games. And then I also ripped the textures. But the textures are not mapped to the meshes by default, which means basically I imported a bunch of geometry (laughs) of the map and there's no textures. So I've had to manually drag and drop the textures to every piece of the map. Um, And it's funny doing this. gives me a whole new appreciation for map design, texture work, Mm. and the mappers themselves. Like, they have design quirks and little things that they put into these maps that I've never noticed I mean, the the Star Wars map i played for probably a thousand hours or more, and I know like every square inch of it, but I've just never noticed like texture motifs or other things that they would do that I'm now realizing by doing this. So it's been really fun. I don't know what I'm going to actually do with this project, but I just, it's just been fun to kind of like in a weird way, stretch your creative energy in a video game. Like you can do that with Minecraft and Gary's mod, but those are all, they're both limited compared to actual game making tools. So... It's pretty. It's pretty fun. I've I spent today, probably six hours doing the texture work on uh, that Bespin map. So, today. Today, yeah. I spent oh, shit. literally today? all day doing it. That's all I did all day today. It's this weird oh, kind wow. of like it's a it's like weirdly cathartic. You can just do it and like listen to music or something, and it's just kind of like Ooh. tedious, but also busy work. Fun. I don't know. Good I'm hoping to go, work. hoping to go far with it, but we'll see what happens. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, so I recommend really cool trying that. Unreal, if or just a game engine. Just like if you like games a lot, you like talking about games, you like game design, like give it a try. Maybe you'll enjoy it. It's you have to get past that initial like, what the hell am I doing? But once you get past that, it's really fun. Start small.
0: All right. Uh, I, as I mentioned, had been away for a few weeks. Uh, I was in a cabin in remote Maine with uh, with an internet connection, but no gaming consoles. And uh, I built a habit of doing journaling, daily journaling, and I used a method called bullet journaling, which is kind of a slightly trendy style of journaling. But I think it's actually really worthy of being trendy because it's, it's, it's a good way to journal if you're someone who's tried to journal in the past and found it to be challenging because you didn't want to basically write a letter to yourself every day. Bullet journaling kind of gives you a way to leave little notes for yourself and then like look back on them. And kind of, you know, have like a journaling practice, which I think for some people can be very beneficial and, and just rewarding. So I recommend bullet journaling and I'm also going to smuggle in two
2: more recommendations. What are you doing? You keep breaking the rules. You can't do that. I, I know, but it's I'll forget if I don't do them now. Okay. There
0: was a Death's Door uh, no-clip documentary, which was really good Whoa. and made me realize I haven't even fucking beat that game yet. I thought I beat the game. What? So I we don't know. Do that. I, d- well, so, you're
1: not a true gamer.
0: I, I clearly know. I'm not. No, that's <laughs> shocking. So that game was made by two people. Nice. How's yep. that even possible? Like this year is just like the year of games. You know, we thought that the, the uh, Ascent, which was made by twelve people, was or thirteen people, dude, was impressive. But l- looking at Unreal
2: Engine and doing, I have no idea how they did that. That's like blows my mind that they made the Ascent with that many people. It's like how, how. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So.
1: God. Death's Door is so good, too. So everyone good. play I, it. Play Death's Door, everyone. Just play it.
0: Also on sale <laughs> right now uh, for, like, very little. Death's Door is just, like, a, it stuck with me. It's, yeah, yes it's 16 bucks on Steam, and I'm sure elsewhere. Incredible game. Like, ga- game of the year, quality game all the way. Uh, also, I already talked about it. Tim Rogers' review of Cyberpunk is pretty impressive and uh, worth watching if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, those are those are my stealth. So it was, like, four smuggles. Wow, that was real... I really like uh, crammed that
2: recommendation. You don't get section. a recommendation for the next four podcasts. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> yeah. sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I, only I get to do recommendations. You get to hear my movie bullshit, mm. and, then, and then Aaron will be there, like, oh, I want to recommend something. And I'll be like, No, man, I got another movie <laughs> rack. We don't have time for you. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be sad. I'll. I'll have to find another outlet. And I think that's. That's it. So we got this week, right? Do you guys have Be any covered. Halloween movie recommendations? Uh
1: I mean, you can never go wrong with John Carpenter or David Cronenberg.
2: Yeah. Those are yeah. both. I guess uh what's your favorite what's your favorite quality of of horror media? What do you like about it? What's your favorite thing?
1: Um the 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 kind of horror that gives me something to think about that's mm. like about something I mean but not necessarily about like trauma because that's kind of a cliche at this point but like I feel like when I watch a David Cronenberg movie for example I don't just think about the horror itself in terms of being scared I also think about like wow like how do I perceive reality what influences how I perceive reality like what does it mean to be human what does it mean to be made out of flesh and blood you know like that's Gives you, like an existential horror.
2: feeling thoughts
1: yes Nice. yeah and i i think cronenberg is maybe the best at that or one of the best
0: yeah uh i like the thought experiment aspect of many horror films like you're saying there i love a horror movie with tons of visual atmosphere mood lots of mood like that's almost like that's almost my favorite thing in media is just like music games like mood that's why i think thief is so awesome that's why i love the fucking lighthouse that's why i like black metal Uh, give me some mood for sure and uh, also i really like horror movies that like are plausible like that aren't really like fantastic i enjoy fantastic ones but like like a horror movie that might scare me is going to be something like the vanishing which isn't even really a horror movie but like Mm. totally plausible could could absolutely happen like is it it more or less probably has happened like that shit just gets under my skin Mm -hmm. also under the skin amazing
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you if you like uh i think you'll like dune Dune's not a horror movie, but it's very, like, atmospheric in a way that I think you'll probably appreciate, Aaron. Denis
0: Villeneuve is very, very much about the atmosphere. Like, he lays it on like it's, like, five inches thick. So
2: He does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Something that was, for sure.
1: Yeah. An I enemy. like, um, yeah. Enemy, yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: I like the atmosphere too. That's a big part of what I enjoy about it. I also just feel like uh, Cronenberg said that it's funny. His like analogy was like gross and Cronenberg. He said like, he's like, imagine you drilled a hole in someone's head and like pour, like poured out their nightmare all over the floor. Like that's to me what like a horror movie is, is like what you're afraid of, but also a way to like, you know, like, like experience the horrors of life, like in a different perspective. But like, I, I just love like the, just the general visual creativity. A lot of the people have for stuff like things that I would never think, of like you know, there's like the tro- tropey classic stuff like closing a mirror and someone's in there, or just like weird, just visual design that they, I feel like horror movies can be so creative in so many visual ways, also auditory ways. But like there's just right. like this, it's like a setup and then it's like something scary. I just love all that the tension, the build, and, and then yeah.
1: <sighs> um, I I did. A, I think um, Kevin Johnson recommended this, but uh, he recommended the movie Malignant. It was pretty yeah. cool. it's on my list. It's
2: on my list. <laughs> I he, had a really he,
1: good time watching
0: it. oh nice. He recommended that again last night to me He said Aaron you've gotta watch malignant I guess it's on HBO max so it's not like it's not amazing in the
1: sense that it's like a great horror movie. It's just amazing in the sense that it's just like it's like an amusement park ride
2: hmm. that sounds, that fun. sounds really
1: fun. fun i, I had i was I was like yelling at the TV like oh just doing the Sopranos. Oh, oh! <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, so,
0: all right. Well, good prompt, Kevin. Uh, Madden there- for president. Madden for president. <laughs> uh, we love you, Madden, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. So, thank you all. Bye-bye.